This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. We're answering questions about giving this week. And Pastor Michael, here's our question for the day. Will God bless me financially if I give generously? So Tim and I have, we'll just say, a significant amount of heat around this issue. You got that right. Um, even offline, we had a good, uh, we had a good debate. It was fun, and uh, thankfully, I think you and I are on the same page. We're on with the this, same page. But let's just say we're not on the same page with a number of, we'll say, prosperity, health, wealth teachers. Not so I don't know how long this one's going to go, but um, I do know that there will be some rants. And um, <laughs> so this this question does start with a number of Old Testament texts that communicate um, if God's people obey in specific areas, then he will bless them financially with prosperity. So one of the main texts, and actually that this question came out of, was Malachi 3.10. I will I'll read it, and then, Tim, I would love for you just to take um, a minute or seven and kind of just rant for us, you know, share us some of your convictions on this. So Malachi three ten, right. God says, "Bring the full tithe into the storehouse." A tithe means a tenth. So He's right. saying, "Take take your first fruits, your first mm-hmm. tenth, bring it to the storehouse or the temple, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test," says the Lord of hosts. Dramatic reading. <laughs> if I will not, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing. Until there is no need, drop the mic, walk away, Tim. All right. Well, I've been in churches for many years, and I've heard many pastors and preachers talk about and teach on this text. And here's where we really get our our hair standing up on the back of our neck. What it comes down to is many of these pastors that I've heard and that I know that you've heard, Mm -hmm. they take this Old Testament text, they do bad interpretation on it, and they apply it to today. Here's a text that's clearly in the Old Testament. It's under the Old Covenant. It's clearly teaching about the people of Israel, the Jewish people, not Gentiles, not Christians, not the church. And so there's the problem. So here's the way, unfortunately, many times this is taught. The very first part, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. So the first thing they, I've heard people do is say, see, the storehouse is the church. Well, it clearly can't be the church because the church didn't even exist when Malachi wrote this. It wasn't even in his mind. And so clearly the storehouse is talking about the temple and Mm -hmm. the temple system. So we've already talked in previous podcasts about what a tithe is and bringing it to the temple and how it was used, uh, how it was supposed to be used by God's people. And then there's there's the promise. Put me to the test, God says. Put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and for you and pour down to you a blessing until there is no more need. God's going to give me money. Money, 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 money. So we know that that is a promise to Israel, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. And unfortunately, preachers often take this text and they apply it to the church or they apply it to Christians that living are living now. And that can't be done. This is a promise that God, to the people of Israel, if you obey me, if you follow me with your whole heart, put me to the test. Will I not pour out a blessing? Will not I increase your herds? Will I not increase your flocks? Will I not increase your crops? Will I not take care of you financially in the Old Testament? And the answer is yes. 
but that's the Old Testament. That's not today. So pick it up from there. So this should be eight podcasts. Um, and then, you know, we always say we want this to be digital, shareable and helpful. So if you have a prosperity preacher in your life, share this with them and please and, uh, <laughs> share it with them. So let's have some Bible teaching. Okay. Uh, how do I read and interpret a promise made in the Old Testament to the nation of Israel and apply it today? So everything in the Old Testament is good. It doesn't mean it applies. So Not directly. Right. Jesus's greatest gift to the church, bacon. Mm-hmm. Hear me, right? Under the Old Testament, you cannot eat pork. Oh my gosh, I love pork. <laughs> this is why every Jew should come to faith in Jesus Christ. He's like, come to me, all you who want bacon, and I will give you plenty. There's no rules. Just cook it. Right. So uh, I say that to say um, there are rules and they are good and they protected Israel and they were for a purpose. But when Jesus came, the law ended and even into the law was written an expiration date so that there was an expectation of a new covenant or a new law that would come and it would replace the old one. So the old law was temporary. It existed um, as a constitution, if you will, between God and the nation of Israel, and there were agreements. And so under the law, here's the simple basic rule. If you obey my law, I will bless you and I will protect you and I will give you long life. So if I were a preacher in the Old Testament, I could see where I could be a prosperity preacher. If you want God to bless you financially and with protection and a long life, then he says, um, obey me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, in in this system is still the reality of death. It doesn't mean there will be no sickness. It doesn't That's mean right. that people won't die. It doesn't mean hard things won't happen. Um, but generally speaking, as a nation, there will not be need. The land will be flowing with milk and honey That's and agriculture. Promise. There'll be protection from evil marauders and nations. And uh, even if at the last moment you're like, God, we obey you in this huge gargantuan um, a behemoth of a, of a nation is about to destroy you at the last second, he'll protect you. That's his promise, okay? And clearly, every time in the Old Testament, when Israel is in trouble, they're in trouble because they've stopped obeying God and his word, his law. And whenever you're reading the Bible and you see that there is a famine in the land, it is always an indicator that the people are disobeying, right? So the narrative of the Old Testament just gives you some of these cues, and it assumes, again, that the reader knows, knows the law. We get to the New Testament, and let me just shift for you how this how this works. Old Testament, if you obey me, I will bless you. New Testament, new law, if you obey me, you will likely get killed. Possibility. (laughs) Right? So um, very different. Different So when Jesus came, he got rid of the old law. Um, there, it is no longer applicable to Jew or to Gentile, anybody in Christ. And now there is a new system. There is a new way of doing things. God has shifted, we'll say his agenda in the old covenant. He gave them this law to prepare a nation and a people and a culture for the Messiah, Jesus. When the Messiah came, that nation in essence fulfilled its big picture purpose. Um, and now there is a new agenda, which is to bring the gospel to every creature on planet earth to see as many people come to faith from every tribe, tongue, and nation and language, et cetera. So now we have a big picture mission here. And that mission is at all cost, bring the gospel forward 
and there is going to be resistance. And so the more you obey, the more globally the church obeys, the harder it will often be for the church. Now, That's right. There it's are, not easy to obey. Totally. Now, there are seasons and there are places and epics in history where it has been easier for the church. But big picture, the trajectory over the history of the church is toward more and more global persecution. So mm-hmm. by the time Jesus comes back, it's not better, it's worse. That's right. And there are ebbs and flows. There are times when it gets better and worse. But if you look at um, when Jesus comes back, if we were to look at the arc of history from the first coming of Christ to the second coming, it would be progressively worse, particularly toward the end. So that being said, when your prosperity, faith healer, whatever teacher – opens up the Old Testament and gives you a promise and tells you you should expect to receive the blessing of that promise in the same way that an Old Testament Jew did, he's not a smart preacher. No he way. might know what the Bible says, but he does not know what it means. And he's applying it wrong. He's applying it wrongly. Let me give you an example. Um, you you have somebody reading and teaching on the Song of Solomon about the sex life of a couple, Okay. And you take that principle and you apply it to somebody now who's dating their boyfriend and girlfriend, good principle, terrible application. That's right. And in that application, it becomes immorality. Mm-hmm. So you take something good and you apply it to the wrong context, you get very, very bad things. And this is why the health and wealth and prosperity gospel is so devastating because what it does is it tells people that what God wants for you is more when actually what God wants for you is to advance the kingdom of God through the proclamation of the gospel and to expend your life and your resources right. toward that end. So that was a lot of words really quickly. But um, our hope for you is that as you hear that, here's what you'll know. When you are generous financially, for some people, God says, I'm going to give you more money. For some people, he says, I'm just going to give you more time. For some people, he says, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you through a season where I'm going to take everything from you and I'm going to show you how to suffer. For and some, trust him more. And trust him more. Like There is no rhyme or reason to what God will or will not do other than the fact that everything he chooses to do to his saints to allow, permit, or ordain is perfect for our good and for the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So will God bless me financially if I give generously? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. That's not why I give. I don't give to get blessed financially. I give because I'm blessed when I see the kingdom of God move forward. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Listeners, please don't forget, you can submit your questions to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A podcast question. Please join us next time when we answer the question, what should I do when a non-Christian asks me for advice? Looking forward to speaking to you next time. Amen.